This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. We're here today after a pretty impressive 3-0 win away from home against Leighton Orient. That is five league wins on the bounce now for Derby. We're in possibly the best form we've had since Paul Warren took over. What a change it's been since the start of last month. Eh? So joining me today to talk all about it is uh, first off, the man who can't use technology, Jamie Page. How are you, mate? Yeah, i got Wi-Fi issues. Um, so if you see me dip out or hear me stutter, then who knows? I don't know, but I'll get I a technician out at some Wi-Fi point. Issues, mate. <laughs> Yep, great energy that, Jamie. Thank you for that start. Right, uh, Jack, we've also got Jack Dalty who's come back. Uh, how are you, Jack? You all right, Paul? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to come on. No worries. No worries. No James Collins chat today, so uh, don't plenty, worry. You'll be safe. Plenty, always. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, Chris Matthews-Redwood. How are you, Chris? Hello, mate. Good to be back. New surroundings, but um, yeah, back, back where I should be. Back on the pod on a Sunday. Looking forward to it. Good stuff, good stuff. And a lot's changed since you were last year, Chris, because we're actually good now, uh, which yeah. is very, very strange. Um, I mean, a 3-0 win yesterday, and there's only one place we can start, Jamie, and, and that's Nathaniel Mendes. Lang uh, scored a goal, set a goal up, probably could have set another five up if uh, the players around him actually decided to score the goals. I mean, he's looking full of confidence. He's fighting for every ball. That fierceness to get the ball back is something that we've really wanted to see, and he's got it. Um, he, you know, he's like a freight train when he's got the ball. No one can get the ball off him. I mean, how good has he been and how good was he yesterday? He is the best player in League One. And I tweeted that out yesterday and I had a couple of Peterborough fans say he's not as good as um, Clark Harris or uh, is it Poku? Or their, yeah. their winger Poku. Oh, Poku. Um, but I genuinely believe he is. He's the most in form. He's our talisman. I think Jamie's gone already, uh, which is a really, really Please. great start. Um, so, I mean, Jack, go on, go on, give us your thoughts. So, what have you thought about um, Nathaniel Mendes Lang? He's just took his game to a completely different level. And I remember saying, I think it was on Radio Derby, I think I remember saying, oh, he needs to be taken out of the team because he looks jaded, he looks tired. But 
how wrong was I? I mean, the guy is an absolute monster. He's just ridiculous. I mean, he does the same step over every time, <laughs> every single time they fall for the most over the top step over and they go the wrong, wrong way. And I think putting him on the left-hand side, is just, it's created a problem. And it's a, such a good problem for us to have because he, he's just so good out on the left. It just frees up him to cut inside and score, which we've seen him do countless times now this season already. So I think the balance has just been found for him. Yeah, I think you're right. And Chris, I'm coming to you because I'm quite scared we're the only two that actually have a working Wi-Fi connection tonight. Um, I mean, Nathaniel mendes Lang, I remember in the summer you were quite critical of him and he didn't have the best end of season, did he, last season? Um, he sort of lost his best form, maybe lost his confidence a little bit. But he's come into this season a different player. Uh, and ever since the fans got on his back, which I thought was unnecessary, he's shown game after game after game the sort of player that he is. Um JB said he thought he was the best player in League One. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely up there. I think, yeah, I have been fairly publicly vocal in my um, opinions of him. I felt from February onwards, it looked like, from for me, he needed a long, long break. I was slightly worried when he went to um, the the Caribbean Cup or, or, or whatever it was, that he would come back even more shattered than he was. But you know what? He is now proving what we needed him to what we needed him to do, and he's showing the form that we wanted from him, that we needed from him. And I think he's one of those players that, if we're gonna maintain this challenge, which I think we now have to call it a challenge for the top two, uh, we're gonna need him on form for the rest of the season. So, yeah, really pleased. He's a great player, and to see him confident, see him happy, see him played in the right position. Um, I think that's going to bring the best out of him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you've both mentioned the fact that he's played on both the left, he's played on the right. I think having that variability helps, you know, he can go either way. Um, and I was having a look, which is really sad, but they've got new stats on FOTMOB where you can see like shot maps and things like that. And I was genuinely interested to see where he was scoring goals from and all his goals have come from the left, um, which I thought was quite interesting. When he's on the right, he creates more. When he's on the left, he scores more. So having him do both at the same time is, uh, yeah, no no bad thing for Derby at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jack, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang, as we've said, struggled end of last season, maybe struggled to start of this season. What do you think it is that sort of turned things around, maybe in his head, to turn him into the, the fighter, the competitor and the leader that we saw yesterday? I think it's more buy-in. I think he's just brought into what he's being asked to do, which, I mean, before we could all see that he didn't like tracking back and he didn't want to come back over halfway. But there's been times this season where he's, I think, it was a couple of home games ago. He made a tackle as last man, I think. I think he recovered from a corner. And, you know, that that's the difference. He, he's just brought into what he's been asked to do. And maybe before going forwards, he, he had it quite brought into it. But I think now you can fully see that he is well behind the manager, as, as a lot of them are now, which is, I think it's no coincidence that the buy-in's there and all of a sudden we've won five on the spin. So I just think it's a little bit more, he knows his role, he knows how much Paul Warren likes him. And I think it's, you know, he, he's now finally in his head, it's ticked. And hopefully this, yeah, I think he's out of contract in the summer. Hopefully that gets sorted because I think he's going to be a big player for us next season as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and Chris, I mean, 
one of the things that maybe we haven't mentioned anywhere near enough is the fact that, you know, a, a month or so ago, we were so incredibly reliant on him. Um, and he was the only player we had really going forwards that was creative, that would make those chances and, and would gamble in those positions. I know Barkhazen does it to an extent, but he's not got the physicality, he's not got the uh, directness that Nendez Lang has. So we've brought in the likes of Kane Wilson. Louis Sibley's played a more prominent role recently. Uh, Joe Ward's come back in as well. Um, we've got quite a few players now that do want to carry the ball pick it up, drive the team forwards and open up those spaces. Do you think it's maybe made a difference for Mendes Lang having other players around him trying to do similar things? You know, maybe he's not marked by three players anymore. Maybe it's only two on him. You know, it's taken that little bit of pressure off his shoulders. Do you think that's made a difference? Oh, hugely. I think he was carrying our attacking threat, wasn't he? For quite a large part of the first half of the season. Um, and now he can see players around him who are also wanting to run at players, um, um, commit, take that risk that I think was seriously lacking at the start of the season um, in our in our attacking play. You know, taking that one extra touch, running at players, um, and if you can see that round him, um, and let's face it, he knows offensively he's probably our best our best. Um, player in fact i don't think there's much doubt m much doubt about that but he felt he was doing it he was doing it all himself so now he's got players who are playing with confidence around him i think we're only going to see the best of him um and i think we've now found the perfect role for him he's happy and i think a happy nathaniel mendez lang e e equals a productive nathaniel mendez lang for derby county well, exactly. And we've seen the pictures today, haven't we, of uh, all of them on their Christmas do. Uh, Mendes Lang in his uh, NFL kit and Max Byrne. I don't know what he's meant to be. I think he's meant to be Gandalf. Um, and then, yeah, Conor Hurahan as a delivery driver. I've seen Louis Sibley as... Uh, I think he's Draco Malfoy, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which was funny. So I, I think the players are happy. I think there's, there's a real positivity in the dressing room. I mean, you've won five in a row, so why wouldn't there be... Um, but I think even before that, when we were having difficult times, it might have been difficult outside the dressing room, but inside there's always been that togetherness. And I think we're really starting to see the products of that now because we're getting players confident and, and fighting for every ball and, and making things happen. I mean, Kane Wilson's been superb. I don't know. I, he was robbed of the assist for Sibley. For some reason, it didn't go down as his assist. Um, the defender must have got a touch. So, yeah, but... It, we're just looking good, aren't we? It's really strange. It's strange to sit here and be talking about a good derby team. We're not really used to that. Um, but obviously, we can't go too far. Um, Jamie, you're back. Uh, I'm scared to talk to you in case you freeze again. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about before we go on to the, the way the team's changed in recent games is Louis Sibley. Now, we talked about him on the pod before. We were quite... I wouldn't say critical. I think he, he deserved the, the criticism that he got because he's been below par for some time now. But I thought he was brilliant. He carried the ball really well. He dragged us up the pitch and he took his goal brilliantly. So uh, what did you make of Sibley? Yeah, I was really impressed, to, to be quite honest. I think surprised to see him start. I think I would have expected Warren to go with, with Fauna, potentially. Um, but yeah, I think he had a, a really good game. Didn't get booked, did he? Either that's a that's a surprise, or maybe he did get booked. I don't know. You'll have to tell me. But um, 
that, that's where you want to see. I mean, his goal, for example, that's where you want to see Louis Sibley. You don't want to see him out wide having to cross the ball or having to, you know, do uh, the things that, that wingers do. He needs the ball in a central area where he can get on the half turn, get himself some space. And as Paul Vaughan and other people have alluded to, he's a really good finisher. And we saw that yesterday outside the box. And that's what we want to see from players. We want to see once they get an opportunity, have a go. Um, and I wouldn't want any other you know, player outside the box on their on their left foot. Hopefully now he kicks on. Let's continue to have him there. Let's continue to keep backing him. Um, obviously, Fauna's pushing for a start. I think he's been doing good. Smith's probably going to be out for a little while. So it's a, it's a good chance for, um, for, for Sibley to, to kind of take and, and hopefully keep the shirt. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, Jack, a, a point Jamie's just made there about Corey Smith. I don't see any way in which Corey Smith returns this team. I think him being in the team is, I'm not going to put the blame on him because that's not fair, but I think the midfield of Hurahan, Smith and Bird, there's not enough youth, there's not enough legs and against teams that run, they absolutely destroy us. When you've got Tyrese Fauna or Louis Sibley, all of a sudden you've got a player there that's got the legs that wants to carry the ball and will stretch the other team's midfield. Um, when you look at Sibley in that position, Jamie says he hopes he can start and, and keep playing. Are you in the same mindset or would you rather Fauna came back in? I think you've got to look at the opposition a little bit because I think for all of Sibley's work going forwards, Tyrese Fauna, for me, he's been a little bit um, not under the radar, but I think what he adds hasn't been spoken about enough. I, I think he's a really good progressor of the ball. I think his, his passing range is really good. He always tends to make... The, the right pass, which is quite an underrated feature to have in a midfielder, that they make the right decisions constantly. And, you know, for, for Corey Smith, he doesn't make the right decisions all the time. And sometimes he, he goes the wrong way. And it, it might only be a back pass. It might be playing back to your centre-halves. But someone like Tyrese Fauna will look to turn and play. Louis Sibley will always look to turn and play forwards. And I think when you're being asked so heavily to play this counter-attacking, fast-tempoed football, going back to your centre-halves just isn't an option. Uh, I think for think their positives outweigh what you would get from a more defensive midfielder. Exactly. And I mean, we pretty much had three defensive midfielders in there, didn't we, um, a few weeks ago? And it, it just didn't quite work. Um, and it was negative. It was negative. And, and we'll get on to that in a little bit. But last bit on Sibley, Chris. I mean, there's a comment here that says he played there against Oxford last season, scored two and then was dropped and moved. I mean, I seem to remember he played the next game against Fleetwoods where we lost 2-0 and he was hopeless um, and he got hooked at half time. Um, and that's what we need from Sibley, isn't it? We need him to to build on that performance. He's had a good game. He scored a goal. He now needs to go into the next game and perform the same way because... Without it, he's just going to be out of the team, in the team, out of the team, in the team, and he'll never establish himself. Do you think he can do it? I hope so. I mean, we've had discussions, haven't we, on this pod saying that if if there were, if an offer came in for him in Jan, we'd let him go. Um, and at the start of the season, it was Derby were inconsistent and Louis Sibley was one of the most inconsistent players we've had. Um, but I think he can still play a key role if he's played in the right role. I think, you know, he isn't a winger. We all need, you know, I think Warren's seen that now. He does not do well coming in from the left or from the right. He is a number 10. He is the 
you know, he was he was billed as the replacement for Tom Lawrence, wasn't he? And I don't think he's quite lived up to that yet. But I think if we can play him in that number ten role, um, we will see we will see the best of him. And I think on form, he is one of the best attacking players in league um, in in League One. I think you know on form, he was one of the best attacking players we had when we were in the championship. So it is there. We just need to, he just needs to be consistent. And I think consistent starts in the same position, not just filling in. So I think that's what it's felt like a bit with Sibley. Someone's injured. So, oh, Sibs will, Sibs will fill in there. If he feels like he has a starting place and can build on that, as I said, it's all about confidence with most of our players and especially Sibley. Um, And I just love it for him to, go on a streak where he's assisting he's scoring he's got a smile on his face um and that's what and that's what we need um so yeah i really hope it works out for him because say i think we'd all written him off um a few months ago i think we'd written quite a few derby players off a few months ago but he was definitely one where if we'd had an offer in january he would have gone and we wouldn't have been upset at, at all so hopefully now he can turn that round and I just, I just really hope it works out for him. Yeah, yeah, I do hope you're right. Uh, just having a look at the YouTube comments, it's been quite a lot. Um, Jim Johnson says, Mendes Lang's nearly as good as Jamie. And he says, when I say that, nearly as good as Jamie, I mean, one second he's there and the next second he's disappeared, um, which is absolutely spot on because Jamie's Wi-Fi connection's more unstable than uh, Derby's midfield at the start of the season. Um, we've got a couple of other comments as well, just talking about... Mendes Lang, how good he is on the left. Shane Milburn says on the left-hand side, it works perfectly because it gives the opportunity to use Ward and Wilson on the right in advanced positions, which is absolutely right. Um, so, yeah, it's looking positive. It is looking better. We are looking better. Thank God we are looking better um, because, yeah, we, we certainly needed a run of form like this to get us anywhere near the top two, anywhere near. But the big thing for me is that I think we've made some tactical changes in the last sort of month that have really, really helped. I mean, we've already alluded to the fact we've got some younger players playing, the likes of Fauna, Sibley, Wilson, uh, even Ward to an extent. Um, you know, they've all ended up coming in. <laughs> Jack's camera's just broken. They've all ended up coming in um, and and they've made a really big difference. Um, I know Ward's obviously towards the end of his 20s, but he's got energy and that energy has meant that the handbrake's gone off a bit. Um, I counted on Mendes Lang's goal there were six players attacking that box, six players, including nearly all three of the midfielders. So when you've got that many players attacking the box, you're going to score goals. You'll find options. You know, when Wilson puts that ball into the middle, he's got two options to play it to. And we end up scoring a really good goal. Earlier in the season, it would have been Collins on his own and he would have fluffed it. You know, that's how it would have been because he wouldn't have had the support. So, Jamie, from your perspective, how have we changed things or how has Warren changed things and how has that led to us hitting this good run of form? Well, I think we've had key key players come back. Um, I think we haven't lost, you know, anyone to injury in touch with. That doesn't happen over the, the Christmas period going into the new year because we've got some important games. I think we've all kind of talked about it and it does feel like the handbrake has come off. Um, as we said before, we came on stream, though, it still feels like the first 20, we kind of suss the opposition out. It takes us a little while to kind of get going. I actually thought the first 20, it was pretty even. They had some opportunities. Jordan Brown, who obviously came through our academy and is at Leighton Orient now, I thought he started really well, actually, picking up a lot of second balls. 
Um, and I think we lacked that in the first kind of 20. But then from then on, I think we just understood how we were going to go and win the game. And I think, you know, fans in the derby end, you saw that there was an opportunity to do that. It was obviously accelerated by the sending off, um, which I've seen back. I kind of jokingly started sh- uh, shouting out, off, 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 not thinking it was a, a red card. But yeah, if you look at it now, it's um, it's quite clearly, I think it's GBH actually, rather than a, rather than a red card. Could have killed but, him. Yeah, could have killed him. Um but yeah, I think it's it's taking the handbrake off. I think it's it's players stepping up to the plate. Um, I think now with you know in, in wide areas, I think we've got you know players that want to take people on, that want to to move. I mean, we saw yesterday in the first half that okay, it wasn't kind of working for Mendes Lang, so he came over to the other side, and it was it was quite fluid in that respect. We had Joe Ward and, and Wilson on one side, which I would love to see for the rest of the season. Obviously, that means the Ambi doesn't come back in. So um, that's a, a bit of a predicament. But just good technical players, knowing when to make the right pass. And if we can keep our call in front of goal, James Collins uh, yesterday couldn't do it. I think we, we will just score more than the opposition. And if we can keep it tight at the back, we'll win more games than we lose. So it, it does look very good at the moment. Still feel like we need a, a few players in January to help us over the line and and look at those top two. However, I can't complain at the moment. And we were wrong. We were wrong a month ago. We were wrong. I keep saying it. I know. Thank God. I've said, thank God we were wrong. I mean, we've said already, we looked dead and buried, didn't we? We were so slow, slow, lethargic, so one-dimensional. Like, it was awful to watch. And whilst I wouldn't say we play like beautiful tiki-taka Barcelona football, we at least do something now. Like, you go to games and you know things happen. I mean, how many chances did we have yesterday? Um, Mendes Lang could have had three goals, three assists on his own. Um, and that doesn't include all the other chances that we had. So, yeah, I think w- we've got a solid base. I think the back four look fantastic. Um, I know Ward is a little bit shaky defensively, but we can we can deal with that when you've got players like Nelson and Cashin in the middle who have been so good this season. Um, and, yeah, we just look like a, a proper unit, which is what we've really needed. I mean, Jack, we look back to it a month or so ago and uh, Stevenage is the game that sticks out to me where we just look toothless on the counter-attack, really poor at the back as well. And then you compare that to yesterday where Orient are a good team, Leighton Orient are a decent team. I, I thought they looked all right, but I thought we just played so well and kept the ball so well, moved it through the middle, took it down the wings, used all the space that we could use, and we just made them look a lot worse than they were. I think the difference between a month ago to now is, as we said at the start, it, it, they know they know what they are asked to do now. And what's to run? Oh. You're asked to run and work hard, and you're asked to do the odd yards. And if you don't do that, you won't play. It's as simple as that. And I think now they're starting to put them hard yards in and you can see the kind of the the positives from it. I mean, players will get tired and people can't hack three games in, I think it was three games in eight days, wasn't it? And we look mm. really tired in that FA Cup replay. But I just think now the the fitness levels are clearly matching the the match fitness required and players are starting to form partnerships and there's bonds starting to be formed between two players. And, you know, there's, there's, you can look at the two center halves. They seem to have played with each other for years, but they've only been playing what 14 partnerships just blossoming down that left-hand side. 
the right hand side's where it's a little bit well. Now you've got options. You've got three really good right hand side players in Wilson, Ward, and Nyambi. So you've got to, you know, you've got to think maybe Nyambi will be better away from home when you want to be tighter. But for me, I think Joe Ward at home is 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 the one. He's so positive. He can put in a really good cross. He can his set pieces are a joke. Like, they are. They really he, are. It's like David Beckham reincarnated the way he stands <laughs> over. It's like you want that at home. But away from home, Nyambi is probably the most solid right back I think we've had for a long time. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, Niam, I mean, you summed it up perfectly. Nyambi against the better teams is so important. I think I think he's he's such a good one-on-one defender and that's exactly what you need against some of the better wingers in this division. But I think against poorer teams, I know obviously I said Orient were a decent side, but I don't think their wide players really threatened at all. And that gave the likes of Wilson and Forsyth that licence to go forward because they didn't need to be worried about what was around them because they weren't going to threaten us. So yeah, I, I think we've got a good bit of balance on on both sides now and it's a far cry from a month ago, you know, how poor we were, how much we were questioning war, how much we were questioning the players. Now you look at it and you go, we've got options everywhere. We've got young players. We've got experienced players. I think the only place where we're really lacking is up top. But then again, John Jules has come in and he's looked miles better um, than anything else that we've got up there. You know, we've got four strikers and I think he's probably the only one that I would say is a proper technical footballer. So, it's it's looking good. It is looking good. And Chris, I mean, just to, to finish off this segment, this Derby team has become exciting, hasn't it? And it's all we've needed. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It was, um, it, you know, I don't think it's too much of an exaggeration to say we were dire um, and something needed, needed to happen. Um, I think it was actually our podcast that day that probably reignited that spark um, and gave Warren the kick at the backside. He, he, I'm sure it was, I'm sure I I think it was, I think it was because (laughs) it all turned around, didn't it? Um, I've I've got no doubt about that. Um, I think we've got some big games coming up. Um, I think I'm right in saying we've got two home, home games. Then we've got Wigan away. um, Oxford away. Then Oxford away. And then, and then Peaceborough at home. So the next five for me are huge in in terms of where we're going to finish. The Christmas period is always huge. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not saying we're going to win all five. That would be amazing. But if we can win three or four of them, um, I think the top two will be more than in sight. And yeah, I think excitement um, back from the fans as well, because I think we, 
football picked up definitely this season. It's been one of the poorest atmospheres we've had at Pride Park for quite some 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 time. So to see Pride Park bouncing, getting home wins again, scoring goals, seeing players enjoying playing football again. Um, and yeah, we've got to give credit to Warren for for um, turning it around because I think most of us thought, honestly, there was no way back. So good well, on him. That's exactly it. And I think it shows a lot of mental strength, doesn't it? Because you could see that some of the comments after the game, I remember one of Dom's interviews on Radio Derby, Warren sounded broken, um, completely broken. Uh, and some of the players did as well. So, you know, that Northampton win really kick-started everything, didn't it? Really got us firing. Um, and then since then, we've not looked back. We've not looked back at all. So, yeah, if we can carry on this run of form that we've got now, I mean, three or four wins in the next five would be amazing. Um, you know, I'd back us to win all three of the home games. I think we've got what it takes to beat Wigan away. Oxford will be a really tricky game, but if we can get something there, all of a sudden we're in a position where, you know, if we win four of the next five, we'll be top two, 100%. So it's one of those where maybe the pressure might finally start to come on us a little bit. I don't think there's been, I know obviously there's been pressure from the fans, but from a, a league position perspective, we've not had anything yet because we've not been up in those top places. I think if we win the next four or five games, pressure's on us then. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how, like last season, we fell away. It'll be interesting to see if we can build on it this season, use the squad that we've got and uh, really make a push for automatics. Because if we're going up automatic, it's uh, this season's a certainly a good one to do it because I don't think the league's ever been weaker. Um, and yeah, just one of the other notes I've got written down, let's talk about the pressing. It's like you said, Jack, uh, bonds are being made and you can tell off the ball, the way we press is so proactive and we're forcing mistakes now. I mean, how many times did Mendes Lang win the ball off their back four? Um, it's it's definitely something that they've clearly worked on, clearly talked about, and uh, yeah, it's starting to pay dividends. But Jamie, a player that I mentioned was um, Tyrese John-Jules. Now, when he came in, I didn't really know whether he was a striker, whether he's an attacking mid. He's played up front every time he's come on. Um, he was so unlucky not to score yesterday. He actually did really well with the chance because it wasn't an easy ball to take down and, and wasn't an easy shot to take, but uh, an amazing save kept him out. I mean, I know we've had so many chats, haven't we, in the group chat about James Collins. And I personally, we've got that bet that he doesn't get 10 open play goals. I mean, he certainly proved me right yesterday because in front of goal, he was utterly hopeless. Um, and his movement was pretty embarrassing for a striker. But his hold at play was brilliant, so you've got to give him credit for that. But he's he's a player that I think's lost his legs. I think he's getting towards the end of his career now. I don't think he's what he once was. And Tyrese John-Jules looks exciting. His movement is great. He's always in the right place. The chances always seem to find him. And usually he's got something as well. He's got a little bit of trickery. He can shoot. He can move the ball. If he's fit, which I don't know whether he is fully fit, but if he's fit, does he start for you in the coming games? Yes, I think if he's if he has the ability to, he should. I don't think he will because, like you said there, I don't think he's he's completely up to to match speed just yet. I'm just waiting for that news to come through that we've extended to the end of the season. I want to see it. I feel like it's got to happen over the next you know couple of weeks, really. Um, but no, I mean, he's, he just looks like an enigma. He's, he comes off of the bench and immediately you just look at him and think this guy's going to come on and, and have a chance. And like like he did yesterday, I mean, he had that one that you've just said there and then he did 
something in the corner where he had kind of two players on him and managed to scoop the ball into Bird and him and Bird, then take, yeah. yeah. I mean that interplay was was just lovely. Um, seems to have you know I think made a real friendship with Mendes Lang as well as he was kind of coming off at um, at half time. Then two were laughing and joking together and. And that's what we've said about kind of bonds and stuff. So I want to see them two in, you know, interlinking with each other. And um, I think they can strike up a good relationship. But like I said there, we want to see that news come through that we've been able to to extend him. Um, yeah, he's he's just, he gives me that Ebi Owe kind of like excitement. I don't know. I think Ebi Owe was the last player that I looked at and thought when he got the ball, something special was going to happen. We've got Kane Wilson. Yeah, I think it's raw. Whereas Kane Wilson, I don't think Kane Wilson's talent is kind of raw. I think he's he's got it and I know that he's going to get his head down and do something. But with John Jules, he gets the ball and it's just like, right, well, what is going to happen here? Um, so we want to see more of it. If we've only got until January, we want to see him start. But let's hope we can, we can extend him. I think he looks like he's enjoying Derby. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, you can tell by the celebrations, can't you? The the one after the goal in midweek was great. Um, I still have no idea what he was doing, but it was it was funny to watch. You, everyone burst out laughing in the crowd, which was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a player that when he was in Arsenal's academy, he was held to the same regard as Pukayo Saka. I mean, you look at Saka and the career he's had and, and where he's been. Um, John Jewell's heavily hampered by injuries, but... If you can get him fit, there's there's a player there, isn't there, Jack? There really is, because his ability on the ball is so much better than any other forward we have. It's, it's, does the ability outweigh the risk? And for mm. me, it does, because what he gives you is game-changing ability. Can he lead the line on his own? Because a lot of the time when he's come on, we've seen him as transition to this 3-5-2, and... Yeah. Can he can he be the the man? Can he be the guy to lead the line up front on his own? Which you know we're still yet to see. But what I do like to see is a striker who's confident, and you can't doubt his ability that he isn't confident because his first touch of the ball coming back off injury, he scored. They took the one off his left foot in the Bristol Street Motors. He, he took that. Well, as soon as he turned, he was like, "Yeah, this kid's scoring." I, I think. Again, does the risk definitely is a factor. He's out of contract in the summer, which, uh, you know, if Arsenal, I can't see them wanting to renew, you know, do we go, right, okay, you've had a really good whatever, however long you it is. You owe us the B-Lick. That's what we say. <laughs> you owe us. <laughs> but again, it's a risk because the, the kid's been injury hit from minute one. It just seems to me keep the boy fit and he will be special he will he I think he could play in the Premier League if he stays fit and it's a big thing to say but the ability is there the ability is not in question it's it's just fitness and application and if he can put two of that together he's got a chance well exactly exactly I mean that's a big call that Premier League from League One but I mean he showed it at Ipswich didn't he before he got his injury that he was one of the best players in the league and yeah all of a sudden uh, picks up that injury, misses the rest of the season, and he's back to square one again. So, yeah, I think the goal against Port Vale did him the world of good as well, didn't it? If you think about it, I mean, first touch back from injury, imagine how that must feel, um, coming straight back in and scoring. So, yeah, keep the boy fit, as you say. And and Chris, I mean, you look at 
he is maybe jack's right maybe he isn't the the sole players that lead the line but maybe it changes things when he's on can he drop in deep and, and link up and allow players like mendes lang barkes and uh kane wilson to run beyond him you know what i mean how, how do you see it working out well i think that's spot on i think a lot when you when you have quality players in his in your team it's not what they do on the ball um, it's what they do off the ball as well and and making space and, and allowing his teammates to express themselves. Um, I'm a firm believer for the last few games, if we can keep him fit and if, I know it's a big if, we can keep him on loan till the end of the season. Um, if we keep him fit, we will be top top two or very close to it. And I do think he's that Im- he's that important to us. Um, and I know that's a big statement to say, but he is by far, when he's on form and fit, the best striker or best attacking player. Um, and just the excitement of seeing him with Mendes Lang. And if we can, I know we've said it time after time again, we need a leading line striker in Jan. Um, I think that's the only part missing now. Um, but yeah, he's just a really exciting player, isn't he? Um, and Let's just hope that we can keep him fit. And if he doesn't stay in in January, I think the biggest fear for me was is will he go to a promotion rival? On I don't know why he would. I you don't know, know why he would either. But that's but that would be my my biggest fear if he's recalled and then suddenly out on on loan again. I think if he is sent out on loan again straight away, it would be to a be to a championship club. I think um, he'd do very well at Hull. But let's keep him here. Let's keep him fit. Let's keep him happy. Um, and I think we could do good things with him. Yeah, I think you're right. And just looking at the comments on YouTube, um, Alex has said JJ and Bird were on the same wavelength. Exactly. Young technical players linking up with each other. Um, it's always going to happen. Um, Shane Milburn's talking about the uh, two winnable home games coming up, get some results, and we're laughing going into January. I think you're right. And a couple of comments, one from Shane as well, saying, striker, we have a, a striker, a goal scorer come in, and we're really you know, looking good for top two. Because I think, yeah, if JJ's not the man to lead the line, when we do go to that back three, if we've got him and someone else up there, um, I'd back us against anyone, although I would anyway. Uh, one last one from Jim Johnson, who says, does anyone think Cashin should go in January and Bradley will step in? Uh, I cannot think of anything worse. Uh, that would be horrendous. Um, you uh, make a lot of good points, Jim, but that is, <laughs> isn't your best. But he did say, do we need another couple of cent of halves? Yes, we do. Uh, although it did make me laugh. Did you notice um, when we were counterattacking at the end and John Jules had that shot, did you notice who was next to him? <laughs> It was Sonny Bradley who'd run the length of the pitch. <laughs> and if John Jules had missed that ball, it would have been Bradley one-on-one with the keeper. And part of me really wishes <laughs> we'd seen that. That's how he just wraps his foot around it and puts it in the top corner or something ridiculous like that um, and breaks his kneecap doing a knee slide because that'd be the, uh, the most typical Derby thing ever. Um, and <laughs> weird stuff going on in the comments right now. Um, and I guess one last thing before we go on to talking about um, next week, Jamie, I just want to ask you really quickly, uh, is about Erin Cashin. Now, we've had the chats before about should he stay, should he go? We found out we've got an optional year on his contract. So regardless of if he stays, he'll, uh, he'll still be able to stay, but it does increase his value a lot. Um, Brighton offered just over four million in the summer. If they offered you four million, 
would you take it? Would it require a loan back? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think if they come in with similar or a little bit more, I think we've got to accept it. Um, quite clearly, as we've seen over the last couple of seasons, he's levels above Derby in League One. He's, he's potentially levels above where we'd, we'd be in the Championship as well. And I think he should go with our with our blessing. I imagine, you know, he's, he's not ready for, for Premier League football just now. So he will be loaned out. If we can get him back on loan, then, then perfect. But... Do those situations work? I, I don't really know. Is his, is his heart in it as much? Don't really know. Um, but yeah, I think if they come in with an offer of, of around four, 4.5, I think we've, we've got to let him go because that money, if we are allowed to reinvest it, um, could be the difference in, in taking us up. But with that, I think we would need to go out and potentially get another centre-back because as we've said, Sonny Bradley just hasn't settled in. Um, I kind of see Jim's point on YouTube in terms of Bradley coming in. I find it weird that he comes on so early into games and I appreciate that that Warren probably wants to settle, you know, settle it down and, and bring him on for his leadership, whatever it might be. But I just think, I just feel he's a little bit early with that. Um, so maybe we are preparing for life after cashing. It's the uh, Nigel Clough way. Go <laughs> one nil up, bring on a defender, time to sit back and uh, soak up the pressure. But no, I do know what you mean. I, to be honest, when we went 2-0 up, I thought we probably need to change something here because they'd had a couple of chances, um, especially that free kick, which I still have no idea if it was offside or not. Um, but yeah, I think we just wanted to shore it up, bring someone big on at the back, um, who for some reason, the only thing he did was join counter-attacks, <laughs> which is a bit strange. But no, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. Um, and Jim Johnson said he'd take five and a half million for cashing with a loan in return, which keeps Sonny on the bench and then in brackets for Chris. So, uh, yeah, Chris, that one's just for you, mate. Um, and so, right, let's let's talk over the next game, which is Wickham. Uh, I'm going to be on Wickham TV talking all about Derby. Hooray. Can't wait. Uh, so if you do want to have what a an accolade, that, I know, mate. It's like third time now. They love me for some reason, although uh, I wish someone's got yeah. to. Yeah, well, not many do. Not many do. Um, is it in their day. car park? It might be. It's sold out, mate, actually. I don't know if you yeah. heard. It's, well, it's got VIP, VIP parking and then space <laughs> for you. Exactly, exactly. We'll pretend it's not a Pride Park because it'll make the joke work. Um, but, right, Wickham, I mean, Jamie, very quickly, what's your uh, what's your goal scorers and what's your score prediction? I think the good run's going to continue. I'm going to go 3-1 Mendes Lang at the double and a Sonny Bradley off the bench first league <laughs> goal of the season. And he'll come straight up to you wherever you're sitting. He'll actually Not run. He'll be up. Adam. Yeah, be... no. Well, no, he'll be listening to this episode and he'll run <laughs> up the stand, find you and just in your face, shushing in your face. Yeah, I'll, that's be delighted. I'll be delighted yeah. if he does that. And if he does that every game for the rest of the season, I'll be the happiest man in the ground. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, what about you, mate? Um, I can see the clean sheets staying around. I think defensively, we look really solid. I mean, the two centre-backs just look unbeatable at times. And I think we've conceded the least goals in the division now, which, you know, we've got to keep these clean sheets rolling. Um, I'm going 2-0, James Collins and... Nathaniel Mendes-Lang. Is it a penalty? 
Uh, it's an open play overhead kick, mate. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a pen then. And, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. And, and uh, Jake, overhead kicks count double in our little competition, by the way. Our little bet. Do yeah. They? You know what? I think if James Collins did an overhead kick, he'd, he'd break his spine. If he it's like a Paddy kick. Power instant payout, mate. That's it. That's done. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd disintegrate if he uh, if he did an overhead kick. Um, Chris, what about you, mate? Uh, I'm going for a solid 2 0 win. Goal scorers, sorry. <laughs> Men, uh, Mendes Lang, and I'm going for a cheeky bird. Wow. <laughs> Don't have a comment about that one. Um, no. And yeah, I guess my. <laughs> I bet Jamie does, um, but yeah. So I think I think it's going to be two nil. I think it'll be a they're in a rubbish run of form, which usually means we'll lose. But I think we'll win two nil. I think Mendes Lang again. He'll carry on his great form, and I think John Jules will get one as well. Um, I think John Jules is just going to grow and grow and grow in this team. If he can stay fit, it'll be really special. So yeah, backing both of them to continue their good run of form. And Jim Johnson says we're going to win four nil, two for Mendes Lang, and then John Jules two off the bench. Now that'd be some substitution if uh, if that worked out. But right, it's been a weird episode. I don't know why it feels a bit strange. Um, but it's been a weird episode of Ramsdale Podcast. But thank you very much for joining us. Um, what a great result yesterday. Five wins in a row. Let's hope Derby can keep it going. I'm sure they will. If you did enjoy, please leave a rating. Uh, again, don't base it just off this episode. Some of the others have actually been quite good. So if you did enjoy those, please give us a rating, especially on Apple Pods as well. Uh, we've had like 70 ratings on Spotify, which is mental when you think about it, uh, but a lot less on Apple Pods. And I know a lot more people listen on there. So if you are listening, please, please, please leave us a rating. I'll be very grateful. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe, please like, uh, and get in the comments. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, yeah, we'll build from there. So uh, from the Rams Talk team, the Rams Talk Christmas team, as we've got a Santa hat in the top corner. Um, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Oh, no, I've never explained it oh, to no. Jack. Oh, no. Jack, you've got to say goodbye from me. We'll start again. We'll start I've, I've again. I've frozen at the you end. Got... I've frozen at the end. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We'll, do it again. we'll try again. It always goes so well, this bit. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from He's frozen me. again. Goodbye frozen. from Jack. Oh, bye from Jack. Go on, Chris. Goodbye so, from me. Six shot out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You missed that worse than Collins yesterday, mate. Right. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. I've missed the tapping. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.